Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, today I'm going to go to the mailbag and pick up a, a few pieces that people sent to me. And by the way, if you'd like to send me stuff you'd like me to cover, just send it to askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com. That's askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com. L-u-i-n-c stands for Lifestyles Unlimited Inc. dot com. And uh, today we start with a, an article that was sent to me, and uh, it, it's interesting that I, I've often wondered, how do you get stuff written? How do you get to be an author when what you write is complete nonsense? What you say is complete nonsense. How do you get away with it? Maybe, maybe you pay to get into some of these subscriptions. I think that might be the case. Here's one out of Forbes written by a guy. And by the way, I just want to tell you this. I, I have nothing against the guy. His information is bogus. It's, uh, well, bogus is probably not a very good word for it. It's stupid. And I understand that because he's a financial planner, he's got to say stuff to you that is just basically stupid. He's got to tell you ignorant, stupid things for you to do because that's what he gets paid to do. He has to sell you on a concept that doesn't work today, has never worked in the past, and if he doesn't do it, he doesn't have a job. So in this particular guy that wrote this article, I'd be very happy to tell you who he is and give him credit for this article. The name of the article is Live a Richer Life by Working Longer and Retiring Later. Now let me reread that to you. Do you understand the connotation here? You will live a richer life by working longer and retiring later. Now, if this was an article written by a psychologist or sociologist that was saying, hmm, really you need to be doing something in life, you need to be interested and have goals and whatever, I could see somebody that's a left, left, left lunatic nut saying something like that because they know they're going to work the rest of their life. They know everybody else is going to work the rest of their life. And they realize that you've got to rationalize it into something that you're acceptable to do. But that is just insanity because there's absolutely no reason you have to work for the rest of your life. 
That is a lie that they put up there for you. And how do I come to the conclusion it's a lie? Because for the last 30 years, we've retired tens of thousands of our members. Most of them do it within two to five years of starting. But the difference is, these people who write these articles, and by the way, i got to give this guy credit, his name is Andrew Rosen. These people who write these articles don't know how to retire. They themselves are not retired, and they themselves will probably never retire doing what they do. So let's start with the definition of retirement. In their mind, retirement is a pile of money. And they have some equation that they come up with that they teach them in school or at their when they finally get into business and they're working for some company and some company's teaching them that, you know, what you have to have is seven times your, your net worth or seven times your annual earnings or 10 times your annual earnings saved up or 20 times your annual earnings or whatever it is. You've got to have this pile of money. And the concept behind the pile of money is if you have enough money, if you have 10 years worth of income saved up, you can live 10 years longer. So if you retire late, 64, or in this guy's case, 75, 80 years of age, you've got enough money to last 10 years. That's their basic concept. Now, in this article, they try to legitimatize these concepts, this argument. And I'll read you the article. I'll give you their points. But I want you to understand that all their points are wrong. All their points make no sense at all. Once you understand what I know how to do, which is two and a half years after I started investing in real estate, I retired at 34 years of age. Every single year after that, I've made more money. I've continued to make more money every year until I'm now 64 years old, 30 years later. 30 years later, my net worth has probably grown a hundredfold. I don't know. How to, I just made that number up, but it's anywhere from what I was worth one million to whatever I'm worth now, hundred million, whatever the two in between are. The reality of numbers, whatever you want to make them out to be, because you can count your net worth and your personal financial net worth in many different ways. So, if you look at this thing and you say, "Hmm, why would anybody, if you know how to do what I did, do what they do?" They're not financially successful. In fact, one of the things I've started doing in the last year or so is I've started every single person I see on TV now, I look up their net worth. You know, you got these richest housewives in the world and the, of this city and that city, whatever, you look them all up. And what blows my wife's mind is that we're worth more than they are. And I don't tell you that to impress you. I tell you that because you have to understand that everything you've been told about how to become wealthy is just their perception of that. And then you start with what is considered wealthy. Well, do you think working till you're 50, 60, 70 years of age is in any way, shape, or form a definition of wealth? If you are forced to continue to work, can you in any way, shape, or form be considered wealthy? Now, that's a big different story from a guy like Tillman Fatita here in Houston who owns tons and tons and tons of businesses. He's not retired. He never claimed to be retired. He gets up every single day and works hours, probably six, seven days a week. He's not retired, but he is wealthy beyond anything I ever dreamed to be, probably. But at the same token, he's not out there talking to people about how to become retired. He's got more dignity than to make that statement. This guy here, this Andrew Rosen, is telling people, about why it's okay to never retire. How do you retire? 
and never worry about retiring is to just don't retire. That's the basic argument. So in the first paragraph of this argument, it says, your mental health and happiness are important in terms of finances. Working has an equally positive effect on your wealth and your health. So when it comes to retiring, working further in your life may have many benefits, especially if postponing retirement gives you a higher quality of lifestyle for when you decide to leave the workforce. These days, working longer and retiring later may be one of the most appealing ways for successful financially retired planning. And I don't think I stated that right. The sentence didn't look right. Be one of the most appealing ways for successful financial and retirement planning. Doesn't make any sense to me. Of course, none of this makes any sense to me. The bottom line is they're saying, wow, don't retire and you'll be happier. Can you imagine that? Don't retire and you'll be happier. Why is that? Number one reason, because realistically, to be able to retire, you have to have a massive amount of money. And to get there, you must save 20% of your annual income, which in this case, he says, most people can't do. Most people can't save 20% of their income. And he talks about the fact of live carpe diem in the moment. Live for the now, I guess is what that means. And he's saying people want to spend that money now. Of course, they have college bills to pay off and kids to take care of and grandkids to take care of and sick elderly family to take care of and all that is money needed to be used today. So because of that, there's no real way to save any money. But what the real problem is, is that's not the problem. The problem is not about saving money. The problem is about making money. Your problem is you don't make enough of it. And what I do when I work with people is teach them how to make more of it. And the more you make, the easier it is to save. The more you save, the easier it is to buy more and make more. But it all starts with making more money, not just saving more money. Saving and sticking in a 401k and IRA and just watching it on a piece of paper isn't going to make you better off. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. Words have meaning. And if you can't understand people's words or inflections, then you can't understand them. If you're out there and you don't understand words that successful people use, you can't be successful without being able to articulate successful words. So I've got emails here where people ask me, can I really do this or not? And the answer is yes, but you got to get involved. You've got to be speaking to people about things you've never spoken to anyone about in the past. Otherwise, you won't understand the words. And if you don't understand the words, then you won't understand the sentences, and the sentences won't make sense in the paragraphs, and the paragraphs will not lead you to the solutions you need to change your life. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the rest of the argument in the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconfirmed. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, all. 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Original wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're going to the mailbag and the first thing we pulled out here is an article uh, sent to me, uh, the author is Andrew Rosen. This is a um, Forbes.com article, and this guy is trying to make the argument that living a richer life by working longer and retiring later in life. First argument he makes is that it's really, really hard to save up enough money to retire in this traditional retirement years. Second argument he's making is that sometimes this uh, being in this long-term plan is better for both the short-term and the long-term. Obviously, the long-term, it's better because you can save more money. And in the short-term, it's better because you can live more life. In other words, things happen in life. You get sick. You have car breakdown. You lose your job. You have all these things that happen that you might need to take care of, including you might just want to spend more money and live a more luxurious life at a younger age. All those arguments for, well, why don't you just work longer? In other words, go ahead and enjoy your life now and work longer. But see, What's wrong with that argument is it assumes something. It assumes that you can't retire in two to five years. I did it when I was 34 years of age. It assumes that you can't retire. At 34 years of age, I then went on and did exactly what it's saying. I had all the money I needed to live life. I made more money every year, so life got better. Over a long haul of doing what I did, life has gotten better, massively better year after year after year. So with that being the case, then why would you want to do it that other way? Why would you want to work? And so they try to make all kinds of arguments for it. They make the argument that it keeps you psychologically invested in the world and so on and so forth and whatever and whatnot. And we all know that what it really is is a grind. Even if you like your job, if you get up and go to work every day, it's a grind to some degree. So then you can take and step back if you've retired like we do, where we've replaced, and by the way, our definition of retirement is when we replace our earned income with passive income. Now, at that point, does that mean we can't go have a job somewhere? No, that doesn't mean that. If we really like what we do, I've got some doctors that you know, love being surgeons, and they don't want to stop being a surgeon, but they don't want to work all the hours they work. They want to be able to take vacations. They want to have some time off, right? Et cetera. Other jobs the same way, engineers that work in contract labor and so forth instead of going into the job every day. There's ways to do all of that. But what they're saying is the way to do all of that is keep a job for the rest of of your life. It's such a terrible argument. It goes on and says, how working longer benefits the retirement life cycle. Choosing to extend a number of years employed has positive benefit to the retirement life as well. To begin, opting to go part-time or work as a consultant versus full-time in-person work is a strategy for continuing to work. These alternative work options stretch out your earnings while not sacrificing quality. No argument with that paragraph. Absolutely no argument with that paragraph except this. You still haven't replaced your earned income. So now if you're working part-time, you're working and earning less than what you're earning before. Why don't you just do it 
get it over with, replace your income, and then go back and do that. Then in that case, if you're doing that, you're earning not only your passive income, which replaced your earned income, you're making additional part-time income besides that. Next paragraph says holding off on collecting Social Security has its benefits, okay? We've done article after article after article about the longer you wait to take your Social Security, the more they'll pay you. But again, the reason is because you're not getting the Social Security you're due. So if you don't take it now, you're giving that up. You're losing those earnings. And so if you wait, you'll get a larger amount at that time when you finally take it. But what is the problem with that? The problem with that is you're not taking Social Security. The problem with that is you're not retiring. Now, remember, we're talking about 65 years of age and older. We're not talking about, well, we'll wait and not retire at 40 or 50. We're talking about not retiring at 65 or 70. Here's one they throw in. Financial planner throws this word. They have to get this word in their paragraph somewhere. It says, diversifying your portfolio by working longer helps save. Strategic financial planner will share that retirement investments are subject to market volatility. Variable annual growth means a well-balanced portfolio will grow approximately three out of every four years. Therefore, if you retire later, there's an opportunity for that savings to benefit from compound interest. Don't financial planners love to throw those words in diversification? I call that diversification. Why do you diversify your investments? I'll tell you why. Because you don't know what's going to win and what's going to lose. If I knew something was going to lose or had the possibility of losing, I'd get out of it. I wouldn't stay in it. I only stay in things that I know are going to make me money. But if you don't know, and by the way, your financial planner, nor this guy here, absolutely know what's going to make you money and what's not, what's going to fail. And one out of four years, it's all going to fail according to this guy's article. So if any of you knew Andrew Rosen, if you know this gentleman, ask him, say, look, would you like to go and debate Del Wamsley live? I would love to debate him live. We'll put 500 to 1,000 people in the room, maybe two or 3,000 if he wants to go that big, and I'll debate him. And at the end of the time, the audience is not throwing rocks at him, I'll be surprised. Because his ideas are outdated, worn out ideas that don't work. They don't work for what? They don't work for you having a great life. Working longer and longer and longer is not going to give you a great life. All right, here's one. I like this. It's less risky to retire later as assets have time to mature. Well, obviously, it's less risky. I mean, that. just think about this. Let's write an article. Yeah, Bob. Let's make the point that it's less risky to retire later. Well, why would that be, Bob? Because, Bob, then you've worked longer, you've saved more money, and the assets you have had longer time to mature. Boy, you're brilliant, Bob. Yeah, I know, Bob. That's why we need to write an article, so someone can find out how brilliant we are. (sighs) Going on, and you know, I'd say, Dell, why are you being so mean to this guy? Because I want you to understand how stupid these financial planners are. These guys that get smart come to me and figure out how to retire. They won't tell you that. In fact, at the Expo, I had a financial planner who has become successful, financially successful, rich, in fact. And he cried on stage. I mean, not tear, tear ball balls, but he just he bottled up and started, looked like he was going to overflow. And then because he realized he was teaching people what doesn't work and getting paid to do it. And now he's doing what does work and getting paid to himself to do it. And by the way, he's also a syndicator, so he's taking other people with him in his deals and they're making money. And I sat around a meal with him. We're at a table, and we had a bunch of people around, and they love him. They love him. He's being loved now. Instead of despised by people, he tried to make work till they were 70 years old. 
Next one, hoarding money is a good thing for retirement. Another key benefit of working longer is that it allows you to save money the last few years very aggressively. If your mortgage is paid off, your children are gone, your loan is paid, you have less expenses, and you're probably in your highest earning years. Those are all good, valid points, by the way. Unfortunately, you're old, you're worn out, and it's too late to retire. Now more intel to build a better lifestyle from Del Wamsley. Let's go ahead and read this. It says, I started listening to the radio show maybe a year ago. It was just after I came to the great epiphany that if we, that's her and her husband, had never invested in real estate, my husband and I would have had a lot more fun. There it is. What a statement. Say, Del, why would you read something like that? You got to listen to this. Very important. Said, I was married in 77 and we bought our first house the same year. Before that, we fished, camped at water skied, danced, and partied. We had fun. Now remember, I've always told you it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. It's about those things is why you want to have passive income. It's why you want to be financially free so you can do those things. We'll be right back with the Del Walton Radio Show. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wit. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. To set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're going to the mailbag, and I've got two articles that were sent to me that are almost identical. Actually not, but close enough that I put them together. So let's start with the one from the National Apartment Association. It says, Commercial Weekly Dot. Apartment demand continues to heat up with rent growth to remain elevated in the next 12 months. The demand for apartments continue to heat up, marked by record high absorption and rent growth, and the low vacancy rate. Now get this, apartment demand continues to heat up, marked by record high absorption. What is absorption? That's where you have units that are not leased and they fill up, okay? So you're absorbing more and more and more of your empty units, and rent growth which means your rents are going up, and low vacancy rate, which means you're at the point where you have very little vacancy at all. All these things were happening at the same time. It's happening in my apartment complexes. It's happening in everybody's apartment complexes. During the past three months, ending September 7th, there was a net occupancy gain of 666,255 units net absorption, which is double the 12-month net absorption prior to the pandemic which was only 300,000 units. With demand for apartments soaring, the vacancy rate has dropped to only 5% from 6.7 in 2020 Q1. With falling vacancy rates, average asking rents during the three-month rolling period ending September 7th have risen 10.6% year over year from just 1.6 prior to the pandemic. So think about this. Rents were going up 1.6% a year They're now going up 6% a year. Vacancy is down to only 5%. And by the way, vacancy 
is considered full, fully occupied in apartment complexes, somewhere around 98%. In other words, it's almost impossible to have lower than a 98% occupancy rate because you got a few people moving in, a few people moving out, so there's days, you know, within, within days of, okay, these guys moved out, we cleaned the unit, put somebody back in it. So we had two empty weeks there from this unit, two empty weeks and over here in another unit. That's four empty weeks, that's one month vacancy. Do you follow what I'm saying? So to get anywhere near 98, now, our apartment complex actually hit 100% this last week, and they stayed 100% for a week, which is really unheard of. We've done it a few times in the past, but that means there was nobody moving in, nobody moving out, and we were full. That's an unusual situation for a large apartment complex, but that's how good it is. In fact, we just raised our rents 45 bucks a unit because of it, and that's what's going on here is that it's just continued to rise. So we go on to the next page. It says, where is it cheaper to own than to rent? The next part of the article brings up the fact that rent inflation is so high that it's now cheaper in 122 different cities out of 157 cities. Let's see if I got those numbers right here in here somewhere. Okay, here it is. 122 areas it's cheaper to actually own than it is to rent, and 57 cities it's cheaper to rent than to own. So there's 179 total metro cities that were looked at. Of the 179 cities, 122 of them are cheaper to own a house than it is to rent an apartment. Only in 57 cities was it more expensive to rent than to own. Now think about that. It's cheaper to own than it is to rent. So why aren't more people owning? Multiple reasons. One, they don't have the down payment money. Two, they don't have good credit. Three, there's no homes available to buy because investors are sucking them up left and right. So there's very little availability for people to pick up on. And especially on the low-end stuff where it we call entry-level housing, that stuff's getting sucked up by the investors left and right. So we're in this situation where... The apartment industry is booming. Now, I heard a guy on the radio the other day who really doesn't know what he's talking about say something like, well, you know, apartments have got to go down. They've been going up for so long. Nothing continued to go up. Nothing ever can continue to go up. It's got to go back down again. You know it. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And that's someone who doesn't know what he's talking about. And I'll tell you why that is. Do you realize that houses when I bought them were 25000 apiece? I got out when they got all the way up to 40000 because I thought that very same stupid, ignorant thought that they can't go up anymore. Then they went up to 75000 And then I started consulting people. And then they went up to 100000 And people I consulted said, we got to get out. There's no way they're going to go higher than 100000 Then they went to one hundred twenty-five, then one hundred fifty, And then that group of people had to get out. They couldn't live with 150000 or higher houses. Now, houses cost two hundred for rent houses. And the median price home is $350,000. But wait... Real estate can't continue to go up. That's been 30 years. Actually, 35 years it's been going up consistently. So why do you think it has to go back down? Now we talk about a thing called inflation. The Democrats are watering down the dollar bill so low. They are pumping so much money in the system, the system doesn't know what to do with the money, so the system is buying assets. And I say system, meaning the conglomerate of all people involved in this scientific experiment of laundering money into the economy. That's what the Democrats are doing. And so, with more and more and more money chasing less and less and less assets, the prices keep going up, up, up. 
So if someone tells you, sit on the sideline because there's nothing there. Now, I'll tell you why this individual said that, because he said it later in his conversation. He said, well, we're not even going after apartments anymore because they're going up so high, it's ridiculous, and we can't buy any. Of course you can't buy any. you got to have money. And the group of people that you're leading are buying motorhome parks because they're dirt. They're cheap. Storage units because they're small. They're cheap. They're inexpensive. And you just can't compete with the volume and the money that's coming out there in the real world. You can't step up to the real world. you got to play in the backyard. I get that. There's no problem with that. Just, In fact, I'm glad you admit that. That's where you're playing. You're playing in the backyard. That's okay. But don't even for a minute believe that real estate's going down in value. Man, I wish. I've dreamt it a thousand times. I've wished for it a thousand times for real estate to go down. My gosh, if it ever went down, I would just be so rich by buying it cheap. But then everybody else on the sidelines thinking the exact same thing. Here's an article. Again, same thing. Barron's this time. Rent inflation is about to surge forth and it won't stop. Two Fed economists say. And they go on and long story short say that the inflation rate for real estate right now is so high because the pricing pressure is so steep because inflation is driving everything. So you have deflated dollars, inflated economy out there. These dollars are just chasing and chasing and chasing these apartment complexes. And their prediction is, is that the White House is going to have to do something about it because within no time at all, you're going to see that people can't afford a home. They go on and say house price growth expressed in a 12-month growth rate has historically led rent inflation and other inflation by someone else's standards to go up at a rate of, and then they talk about two or three different types of inflation and which ones go up at what rate. I don't want to go into it that deep. The bottom line is what they're saying here is that housing costs are rising faster than all other costs. So what is the government to do about that? How do they solve that problem? That's the real question. So are they going to start creating governmental housing again and put people back in tenements? They tried that in Chicago. Every single government building they built turned into a slum. They tried that in New York City. Every single government building they built turned into a slum. They tried that in Houston, Texas. And every single government low-income housing building they built turned into a slum. Government housing doesn't work. Period. So what are they going to do? How are they going to solve it? Do you think magically, like this gentleman on the radio said, that the prices are all going to go down? That all these people that are buying all this real estate and overpaying for all this real estate are going to just magically stop doing that? How do you think that's going to happen? Because the second they stop, I'm going to buy everything that comes for sale. And if I don't, it'll be one of my 50,000 clients that will do it. Hmm. Maybe that idea needs to be rethought. It's not just the money, it's the lifestyle. Here's Dell Wamsley. A lot of times people go to work and work the rest of their lives to try to get ahead far enough that they can afford to take some vacation and go do the fun things that they could really afford to do right now. Which means instead of trying to make a ton of money to live the rest of your life in a great lifestyle, what you really need to do is you really need to go out there and put together the lifestyle you want to facilitate it financially. That's really what you need to do. And if you don't do it that way, you do it the other way around, you will forever be working. 
that's all there is to it. Now let's read on and see what she said here. It says, with the house, we were working on this, the house, then rehabbing a duplex down the block. Moved to Alaska in 81, sold all the property, had fun till we started buying real estate. He died in 2015. Definitely didn't want to hear a show on real estate, but it was a long drive. So she's listening. She says, I really don't want to hear about this. I already realized real estate is terrible, but I was really impressed with the culture of your organization and the ethics. Turned me around, realized that if I could learn how to do real estate the right way, I might just like it. We'll be right back with the Dell Walmart Radio Show. The Joe Pag Show, tonight at 8 on Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're doing uh, the mailbag. And this next one here, in fact, there's actually two of them. They're pretty close together, so I put them together again, are about what is the fastest way for me to get somewhere? That's the basic thing. Everybody wants to know what's the fastest that I can do. First one reads, I'm 27 year old laborer with no bad debt, 85K capital, mostly wrapped up in paper assets. What should I do? I love your podcast. I listen every day. I've learned a lot. I'm no longer contributing to my 401k. I want to fully jump into real estate investing and retire with 20K monthly passive income at age 35. What programs will benefit me the most? And how does your team differ from those and other groups out there? Thank you for the time. Well, first of all, there's no other groups out there except the ones that have come from my group. There are lots of splinter groups and they've splintered off because they wanted to be able to do what they wanted to do, which means not follow our rules. Our rules allow for the fact that you have to be fair to your investors. They don't like that. They want to be able to take advantage of people. So they splinter off, start their own group, and try to get you to go there under the guise of giving you education when they're really just trying to get you to invest in their deals. They're really not teaching you how to do the deals. They're doing the deals. So be careful when you look at these other groups. Many and or most of them are derivatives, people that we've either kicked out of our group or left because they didn't want to follow the rules. Now, let's talk about what's the fastest way to get there. I got one more here and I'm going to read and I'll answer them together. My wife and I are PIG members and uh, LUI have invested passively in six deals since February 2020 and looking for more. We love the investment model Roadmap, financial freedom, and the white paper ethics surrounding it. The ethics of this thing I was talking about, nobody wants to follow. Thankful to be a part of the group. We have a couple of relatives closer to retirement age than we are who are looking for a retirement five years or less. They're also interested in attending the two-day. In your opinion, and in this market, what is the most efficient way for someone to replace 8K of monthly take-home pay with approximately 300 grand of liquidity? Well, the amount of money you have is irrelevant other than to the time it takes to get there. And this amount of money you have ratio to what you want to earn is just a number. It's a ratio. And so when our deals were at their greatest, when we were in 2008, 2009, we were stealing stuff, 10 cents on the dollar. We were making three and 400% return a year. Now we're probably making more like a net of 30% per year in overall return. So I'm much better than that. Like I said, in the expo this year, we had uh, six, eight deals in a row that all made over a hundred percent return. So they're out there. But in general, these returns, they hover wherever the return is in the business we're in. So you want to know what's the fastest way to get there. Well, let's take a look at it. The real secret to all this is leverage. So if you go out there and you buy your own piece of real estate, you've got the benefit of you buying the real estate and you getting the leverage from the mortgage to get a better rate of return. That's a very well leveraged position. Now, if you become a passive, what happens is 
you get a portion of that leverage, but you're giving away a portion of the return. So let's say that we've got 100% return and after leverage, and you have a lead investor or a syndicator that takes 10 or 15%, well, now your 100% return is now watered down to 80, 85 type 90% return. So it's a lower amount than what you could have had. Now let's go way over on the other side. Let's say you're the syndicator. Now you're taking that 10, 15, 20% of everybody else's deal. Now you not only get 100% return on your stuff, but you get a small amount off each and every other person's stuff. I'll give you an example. I did a deal. I would consider it the highest return deal I ever did leverage-wise is that I put in $100,000 and I was the syndicator slash lead investor in the deal. We bought a property for what would be considered um, 10 cents on the dollar, 20 cents on the dollar. It was a total renovation, 320 units. We totally renovated it. It had only 20% occupancy when we took it over. And 18 months, two years later, we were full. We refinanced and pulled out money. And then another year or so down the line, we sold the thing and got more money out of the deal. Bottom line, between the cash flow, between the refinanced out equity, and between the sales price, I put in $100,000 and I walked away with $1.3 million. Now, that's some massive leverage right there. But that was because I was the syndicator. That was because we leveraged the deal. That was because we bought the property for next to nothing. So, When you're looking at this and saying, you know, how can I get the most bang for my buck? The answer is always going to be be a syndicator first, be an independent owner second, and being a passive third is going to be the lowest amount of return. But now flip that. Being passive is easy with no work at all. Being an IRO is a little more difficult. You have to put some time and knowledge into it. And being a lead investor or a syndicator is very complex business decision. And you're going to have to be on top of it because now you're not only monitoring your own financial well-being, you're monitoring everybody else's. And unless you've got the wherewithal to do that, that's not something that you want to do. But if you do have the wherewithal to do it and you know how to do it right and you have the ethics to do it, then the, the amount of return that you can get by being a lead investor is going to be much higher. And hence, higher the rate of return, the faster you get to where you want to be. So that's the answer to both of those emails right there. But again, you got to pick what is the offset? Do I want the work? To get the better return? Or would I like to do no work and still get a good return, much better return than I can get somewhere else? Those are the balancing factors. Now, there's all kinds of other things that are involved. Location, 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 quality, 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 age, 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 clientele, clientele, clientele. All those things mix into whether or not the deals are good, bad, or ugly. And you need to understand all that. So your level of knowledge is the most important. And I always get this question, what is the first thing I do? I really want to get started. I've got some money. I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. First thing you need to do is get down here and get an education. Because without the education, you're going to get destroyed. And the bottom line is you're going to pay for education one way or the other. Either you're going to pay by getting destroyed or you're going to pay to not get destroyed. Your choice. I believe it's easier to learn by example of a winner than it is to fail your way to success like many people tell you they did. Del Wamsley on how to live the lifestyle. Do you have to do it right to make money? I read on. She says, took the free workshop and a few months back and realized that this was something I wanted to get into, but the timing wasn't right and I had too many other things on my plate to do it justice. Took the webinar again, knowing that I intended to join at the basic level and then took the next two day class. I would need to wait until November 
to sell and do a 1031, which is what I plan to do. I will take the intervening time to educate myself and hopefully do a better job at managing the property I currently hold. Because of the Seattle market, I probably have 500000 in equity in this fourplex. This thing that she doesn't like because her husband did it wrong, worked himself to death, she now has a half a million dollars because of it. So my friends, remember this always as we go through this. It's not about some money. It's about the quality of lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.